Welcome to episode 35 of Near Death Dolls. I'm Paige. And I'm Lisa. And we are your hosties with the mosties. While talking about ghosties. And other heavily guarded shit. I can't get in. There's a guard out front. (laughs) Should I talk to him? He's holding a gun. You probably shouldn't talk to him. He probably doesn't speak English. Can I flirt with him a little bit? Make eyes, you know, do the little shoulder wiggle. (laughs) Show some skin. Did you do the shoulder wiggle right now? I did. And I'm like, oh, my mic didn't go flying off. (laughs) Good. Practiced. (laughs) Oh, if only this was on YouTube. (laughs) Next time we'll do it on Skype and record ourselves. (laughs) There we go. So thank you for joining us today. Paige will be telling us about Russia's Black Dolphin Prison. That's right. In Soviet Russia, dolphins prison you. Oh, Mother Russia. Da, darling. <laughs> yet, yet. Of course, we had to get all that out of the way so we could get into the episode. We did. But it's an episode about Russia. We have to tell at least one Soviet Russia joke. I mean, you do. It is required by law. American law. Or Putin will come and get you in your sleep. Ah, Putin. He's harmless. <laughs> Cute little puffy Putin. Puffy Putin? Oh, my. <laughs> and he pitches cheeks. He's got oh very, my. like, they're not pinchable. He, he's a gaunt man. <laughs> but... He is a very gaunt man, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in any case, actually, this story doesn't take place in Soviet Russia. It takes place in modern day. Russia. Oh, not Imperial Russia? Not Imperial Russia either. Let's get into it. Let's get into mm, it. Mm-hmm. So, imagine the world's most secure, militaristic, and brutal prison. Got that in your head? I'm trying to, but I've never been. So, I mean, I've been to Alcatraz. That's it. There you go. Picture Alcatraz in Russia. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and there you go. You've got black dolphin prison now (laughs) okay can we pause real quick because i'm like black dolphin Mm -hmm. i mean i can't think of a dolphin and prison at the same time without it being like totes cute it's a misleading name (laughs) Mm -hmm. i feel like they put black in front of it like to make a little like creepier like black dolphin but i'm like like noise i can't make a dolphin noise no it is actually a nickname so the uh, mm. the prison's real name is penal colony number six federal penitentiary service of russia in orenburg region penal <laughs> <laughs> that's all i took away from this i am 12 years old guys in soviet russia colony penals you <laughs> oh my god But yeah, I'm sure that's why they changed it. (laughs) Right. They made a nice nickname, Black Dolphin Prison. We'll get into why that's the nickname of it. Um, This is actually the oldest prison still in use in Russia. There's plenty of old prisons in Russia, but this is the only one that's still a prison. It houses the worst of the worst criminals, most of them murderers and rapists, because of the Black Dolphin's treatment of prisoners. It's actually raising the question and starting a debate in Russia of what's more humane. Life in an awful brutal prison with a cute name. Or the death sentence. Yeah, I, I could see where the debate would come up. First of all, I'm surprised you're allowed to debate. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> Second of all, every time you say black dolphin, I think black dahlia. And then also when you say cute little 
cute little name. I was like, I'd love to go to like the Hello Kitty prison. (laughs) (laughs) The cells are all painted pink. I'm in. Lock Mm -hmm. me up. We get to eat cakes and cupcakes for dinner every night. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm down. Yeah, all the all the all the pocky you can eat. Ooh, pocky, pocky. <laughs> yeah, when's the last time you had pocky, right? God, it's been so long. I love pocky. But Black Dolphin is a cute name for a tough prison. I can't imagine how awful the Hello Kitty prison would actually be. <laughs> oh my gosh, could you imagine like the toughest prisoner in there, like? Missing a bunch of teeth, all kinds of like Sanrio tattoos on their chest. They've got a, a Hello Kitty cap on their head. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but but we'll, we'll talk about it throughout the episode. But at the end of the episode, we'll see what you think, Lisa, of this debate of what they're talking about for Black Dolphin Prison in specific. Because Black Dolphin Prison is basically where you go if you get the life sentence. Mm, mm-hmm. Anyway, let's talk about the nickname. Why is it the Black Dolphin instead of Penal Colony Number Six, et cetera, et cetera? Because Penal Colony Number Six is boring. It's true. It's very boring. Very long name. Takes a long time to say. But <laughs> also, hey, hey, you just got transferred, right, bro? Yeah. Where'd you come from? Penal Colony Number Six? Huh? Is that any? Is that next to Penal Colony Number Seven? <laughs> Actually, it is. No, I have no idea. <laughs> but like, no, dude, I'm from Black Dolphin Prison. Oh, oh shit. man. Oh, dang. Don't mess with that guy. You're a badass. Uh, the Black Dolphin nickname came about in 1996. It was a prisoner carved dolphin. So a prisoner made a small dolphin fountain and it's made of, you know, it was a black dolphin in the carving. They were placed out. It was so beautiful, I assume, that they were placed out in front of the prison to greet new inmates and visitors. <laughs> I can't imagine going to prison. You did the worst possible thing. You're going to prison. I'm like, that is a nice fountain. I am so excited to be here. I'm so glad it was here to greet me. Carved beautifully. I need to meet that guy, the artist. This is kind of funny to me because, so this is a really tough, badass prison with this beautiful little dolphin out front and it you know changes the name of the prison itself i was thinking about denver airport and blucifer out front <laughs> isn't that kind of funny like it's it's an opposite thing i mean the creepy horse statue out front makes the otherwise lovely airport seem ominous mm-hmm. and then there's also this beautiful black dolphin statue and fountain out front of this awful place and you're just like oh maybe it's not so bad nope it is <laughs> no no you killed somebody yeah you're this is gonna suck for you this is not gonna be your thing okay no yeah (laughs) it's it's located in the town of soleil-esque it's very hard to say that russian town but soleil-esque is what it said on youtube when i typed in how to pronounce it cirque de soleil-esque Cirque du Soleil-esque. Esque. Yeah, Cirque du Soleil-esque. In Orenburg Oblast region of Russia. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. Are you? Did you go there? No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I can only describe it as being southwest in Russia and its borders on Kazakhstan. Mm, okay. That region does. Okay, so it's been there since 1745. That was the year it was built. Oh, wow. It's been around. Yeah, so it went through imperialist russia and also through the soviet union russia um so remember when i said it's the oldest prison well if you type in russia's oldest prison the results say a different prison that was started in the 1800s so you know 
I'm expecting some tweets from this saying like, no, 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 Black Dolphin isn't the oldest, it's this other one. No, if you look at it, Black Dolphin was started in 1745 and that other one was 1800. So Google got it wrong, not Paige. You tell them, Paige. That's right. <laughs> Paige knows her stuff. I researched the Black Dolphin prison. So yes, anyway, but when established in 1745, it was for prisoners sentenced to hard labor more like a labor camp. But over the years, it's had some facelifts. It's been a tuberculosis colony. Okay. A concentration camp. Ew. Yeah. And then a gulag, like that's more of the Soviet Union labor camp. So it's an awful place with an awful history. Um, that That's the past. Now, it's still rough. But it's uh, in the year 2000, the Black Dolphin prison was outfitted to house prisoners with life sentences specifically. And now that's the majority of their inmate population. But why did Russia get rid of the death penalty? Oh, I didn't know they did. Apparently they did. So because of the Council of Europe, which Russia is a part of, the Council of Europe declared that the countries involved in the council cannot carry out the death penalty for any inmate, no matter what the crime. So they abolished it for all European countries. Hmm. Very progressive. Yes. And that was after World War II. Okay. So it took a long time. But <laughs> the Black Dolphin Prison now specifically caters to prisoners with a life sentence. Kind of similar to remember when we talked about Bumble Butt of Burbank? Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Old Campy. Mm -hmm. There was a few people, him, Charles Manson, people who were slated for the death penalty and then the death penalty got abolished in California. Mm -hmm. So they were saved, but saved for a life sentence. That's what happened here. There was a bunch of people who were slated for the death penalty and then they got sent to Black Dolphin Prison for a life sentence instead. Well, it's a shame they weren't sent to Texas. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's right. They got I have a lot of mixed feelings about. <laughs> I have a lot of mixed feelings about uh, execution or uh, lethal death injection. Penalty and and death penalty. I mean, mixed feelings. Mixed feelings. So yeah, not sure. one way or the other. I do too. I mean, it is a tough subject. And honestly, it kind of depends on the case and kind of how you stand with your morals and ethics. And it does. And no judgment. It really does. Hopefully, you won't judge me, and I won't judge you. Deal? Deal. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> now, while they agreed to not kill people anymore, Russia hasn't officially taken the death penalty out of their laws. Oh, okay. Yeah. Instead, they have implemented a moratorium. Now, a moratorium is a temporary ban, meaning that the death penalty in Russia has been temporarily banned since 1996. Okay, they're like, we don't really want to get rid of it. Let's just put it in storage for later. That's we exactly may it. want it. We're not sure yet. That is exactly it. And it's a temporary ban, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I mean, I don't know if they have any desire or ideas of when, if they want it to come back at all. But I think they're just a part of this. Uh, what was it again? Oh, With the, the European? Your uh, Council of Europe. The Council of Europe. Okay, so. Yeah, Council of Europe. Yeah. So, I mean, there is some recent discussions going on about the death penalty in Russia and the moratorium. Mm-hmm the ban on the death penalty and Putin has I believe in 2016 said something like don't think about it don't touch it don't worry about the moratorium it would be wise to not mess with it either way like make it permanent or to get rid of it and bring back the death penalty so I don't know why Putin said that but <laughs> he's like just leave the moratorium in place now the last person before the moratorium actually went into effect the last person to be executed in Russia was in 1996 
and it was a serial killer named Sergei Golovkin. Damn it, damn it, Sergei. Sergei Golovkin was shot for his crimes, and he was the last person to be officially executed. Okay, so it was in 1996, and he was shot? Yeah, so he, uh, what's it called? Um, Firing Squad? Firing Squad. Nice. And you know what? This brings us back to our uh, Ruth Snyder episode, which I gotta say is one of my favorite. Me too! (laughs) I was actually talking to my husband about it, and I was was talking about the Firing Squad. I'm like, if they all fired and only one person had a bullet, wouldn't, like, the gunpowder, like, residue... Uh, couldn't you be able to smell that, like smell the gunpowder in your hand so you know it was you? He's like, no, because even in the blanks, you still have like the gunpowder and a charge. It's just nothing ejects. So you would all smell it. Now, if you felt, if if you were a trained uh, marksman or Mm -hmm. someone who's handled a gun a lot, you could probably tell with the less recoil from when you shoot. Uh, if it's a blank. Uh, that you had a blank, but I, I really didn't, you know, when we talked about it back then, I was like, well, wouldn't that give it away if you didn't have the gunpowder, like, smell on your hand? But mm-hmm. apparently everyone would have. That's very interesting, Lisa. I didn't think, I remember you bringing that up about mm. the gunpowder residue. And so, I mean, that part, maybe not necessarily, but it sounds like your husband was saying that they would still be able to tell anyway, just by the recoil. Possibly. I mean, maybe if you... I mean, I guess it depends on the person and how much they notice that kind of thing. Maybe when you're yeah. all standing in a line shooting, the the blast feel, depending on what you're shooting with, you know, will either you yeah. can tell or you won't. You'll still feel it, but... Yeah, maybe the in the chaos of the, the moment, you won't even mm-hmm. think about it. Or you try not to think about it if you don't want to. I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, that's a, that is a really good episode. Everybody, go listen to Ruth Snyder if you haven't yet. <laughs> that's really one of my favorite episodes ever. <laughs> yes, it's just so fun. You did a great job. <laughs> you did a great job. It was your episode. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you made it funny. You, you oh, did the you. voice of, uh, of Jed Gray. <laughs> I did do Jed Gray, yes. I wish I had prepared a Russian accent better for, for this episode. I'll try and think about it as we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Take your time. (laughs) Now, modern day prison life at Black Dolphin. There are currently 733 inmates in the Black Dolphin prison and 122 separate inmates that aren't serving life sentences. Okay. So it's not strictly just for life sentences. Right. So it's definitely majority, 733 but um, the other ones, the 122, they're mostly robbery, like five years, maybe, sentences. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, really the only reason that they sent anyone else there, the 122 people, is because they're local to that area anyway. So it's just kind of like, well, <laughs> it's right over there. So just go to prison. <laughs> <laughs> And their section is a lot less strict than the life sentencers. So we're only really going to concentrate on the life sentencers after this. Um, Now, here are the measures against breakouts. There is a lot of measures in place to make sure prisoners cannot break out. Okay. First of all, the prison cells are a cell within a cell. Cellception. Cellception. <laughs> that also sounds like cell phone reception. I'm like getting no cell reception in reception. here. Cell reception. <laughs> cellception. Cellception. Yes, they are in cellception because the life sentencers are locked in single cells, no roomies, just by themselves, behind three sets of bars. Three sets of bars. Wow. Yes. Yes. So. Okay. There. 
not going to get out of there. I don't think <laughs> they'd have to saw through a few layers of bars to get out. Um, when they go out of their cell, so like if the prison guard has to bring them out of their cell for whatever reason, they force the prisoner to walk bent forward with their arms held up in the air behind their back. Oh, that's awkward. I feel like I would stumble and smack my head on the ground real easily. <laughs> I would too. I just, they have to bend way far forward. There's pictures of them doing this. It's like a complicated yoga stance, basically, it seems like. <clears throat> well, I hope they offer yoga classes so they can do this with ease. Although I guess if it makes it awkward, it makes them harder to move and get out. And Exactly. That's the point of it is trying to make it awkward for them to leave or run away or anything. They get to the gate and they're like, well, this is awkward. <laughs> <laughs> they're still all bent up. <laughs> <laughs> so if one prisoner is being escorted, there has to be three guards on standby with one prisoner oh, armed wow. with batons. These are some bad dudes. Yes. These guards aren't fucking around. Um, there has to be three and a separate prison guard with a trained dog as well. well do you know what kind of dogs they use just out of curiosity i am so glad you asked because i wrote it down because i was like i hope lisa asks i always <laughs> want to know what kind of dog it is <laughs> Me too. that's so funny it is a rottweiler at least oh, the one yeah. in the picture was okay cool yeah so big mean dog and three guards escorting every single prisoner anytime they have to leave their cell and the reason the guards don't have guns they only have batons and there's, there's no guns allowed on the ground at all. It's a, oh. to avoid the prisoners getting access to them accidentally. Right. Yeah, that could be disastrous. Yes, that would be a riot. <laughs> uh, the inmates are also blindfolded. Not every time they leave their cell, but when they're out on the grounds in between oh. buildings. And I bet I know why. Go ahead. Is it okay? Please, please, yes. Okay. Uh, so they don't learn the layout, so make it harder for them to know how to escape? Bam, you got it. Oh, look at me, no one's shitting stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're perfect for the Black Dolphin prison guard. <laughs> <laughs> I will apply soon. <laughs> but yeah, that's exactly why it is. They don't want the prisoners to be able to get a layout of the grounds so they can plan an escape. So they, they're only blind, like I said, they're only blindfolded if they leave their building. Uh, the rooms themselves are kept under 24-hour surveillance cameras. The guards have to do their rounds every 15 minutes. And uh, ba so basically, there's not enough time to be getting out of these cells. Now, the Black Dolphin Prison claims that they've never, ever, ever had a breakout, not even since 1745. I find that hard to believe. That's a long time. I feel like maybe as a prison, they didn't start with like top-notch security, but over the years with enough people trying to get out that they up their security essentially. So I can't, I can't say they could ever say we've never had anyone ever break out of here. I'm like, number one, your documentation probably doesn't go back that far. Number two, exactly. come on. Everywhere's had somebody, at least. At least some Joe Schmo. Yeah, but maybe they, at least they won't admit to it. They're like, we have a spotless reputation because we do not report any of the breakouts. Exactly. They go find them and shoot them under a rock somewhere. Like, no, no that didn't happen. Just, you know, <laughs> kick dirt on the body. <laughs> Oops. Now, it could be possible. They said ever, but it could be possible they meant since 1996 when they got refurbished to be for life sentencers. That's a little bit more plausible. Yeah, I agree. But... But I did find an article about a man, Alexander Alexandrov. Of course. Of course. <laughs> that broke out in 2018. 
2016, sorry, 2016. Did he now? He did. He broke out. He was one of the ones that were in there for robbery. So he wasn't in the triple cells with the Rottweilers, you know. He was in the regular sauce prison. And he did break out of Black Dolphin Prison. He was serving a five-year sentence. And they caught him about a month later. So I was, I was going to say, is five years so bad? But I guess if inside it's just terrible and you're getting threatened and beaten up and possibly raped Uh, possibly yeah there's possibly a lot of awful stuff going on it did say in the article they were like uh, surprising that he broke out because he only had about a month to go on his sentence really something like that very short amount of time to where it's like you're just making it worse for yourself dude (laughs) now you're getting thrown back in for like another five years you couldn't have waited just wait a little bit i mean i know it's awful but it's better than staying there longer (laughs) yeah uh, so I guess there is one breakout since 1745. It's still okay. pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean that is, I mean that is a pretty good record. Yeah, I'll give yeah. him that. Yeah. Now the day to day for the prisoners. In the morning, they're escorted to the workshop at 7 a.m. sewing clothes and shoes. Okay. Being productive. Yep, they've got a job um, from 7 a.m. till 6 p.m. That's what they do. They get two breaks within that time. They get a lunch served at their workbench and a high tea. And high tea. <laughs> an exercise. They get an exercise break. Oh, okay. Good, good. Everyone needs that. I wish my work did that. I know, right? That would be nice. Instead of these, well, for me, bullshit 15-minute breaks where it's like I barely get to sit down for a second and drink some water and then it's back to work. <laughs> yeah. But um, their workouts last 90 minutes and they're taken on a walk inside of the quote the walk room, basically. They're, they don't have a gym. They don't take them outside. There's no like basketball courts or, tr- you know, running, what's it called? Those uh, tracks. Mm-hmm, like a track, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it might be considered an indoor track, but it's not that big. It's just kind of like this big room that you can walk around in. It reminds me of Red Dragon. Did you ever see that? Oh my gosh, forever ago. Okay, okay. Well, there's a scene where Hannibal Lecter is basically tied on a leash to the ceiling and walking around inside of, because he's already been caught. Okay, I vaguely remember it. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, there's like a, it's kind of a funny scene because there's a line around where it's like, okay, don't cross that line or else Hannibal Lecter can get you. So Will Graham, the cop who's coming to interrogate him about this new serial killer, is like trying to stay on the other side of the line. But uh, Anthony Hopkins like bum rushes him and goes, kind of thing, like, like real freaky. Yes. Good times. Good times. Good times. Good old Anthony Hopkins. Gotta love him. Um, so that's that's what I imagine. He was inside. They are kept inside. Um, I don't know if they're on a leash tied to the ceiling, though. After work and before lights out, which is at 10 p.m., the prisoners can watch TV inside their cell, although they don't have a remote control they can't change the channel it's whatever channel the prison guards allow them to watch real housewives of moscow <laughs> they might like that <laughs> oh you're, you're not lying yeah so they could do that they could watch tv they can write letters they can play chess or checkers but that's about it ah. um one report and they, even if they try to go to sleep early i heard that the prison guards get in there and wake them up like hey hey it's not sleep time yet huh that's interesting it's like you can't even take a nap <laughs> i don't know if you've ever like babysat like a younger kid and you're like okay 
don't go to sleep until this time because if you take a nap now you're not gonna yes. sleep later so stay awake stay awake stay awake yeah, yeah like you're like oh no 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 here's some candy we're good we're good we're gonna be awake <laughs> that's going a little far page i'm not gonna give this kid some candy <laughs> oh you you and i have different babysitting no, i'm just kidding <laughs> i was a very strict babysitter no oh. candy no tv unless i say so no yeah whatever like oh i give candy right before they go back to mom and dad <laughs> i'm gonna tell your sisters <laughs> that's fine <laughs> they'll figure it out <laughs> so i know you're picturing this prison as like this awful place and it probably is but i did read a report that said and it was a Russian reporter who went in there and had all these things to say about how the prison was being ran. He said, however, I do want to remark that it is very clean in here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. So it's all clean and renovated. So it, it's, you know, it's not like a rundown prison, at least. Yeah. There's no like rats and cockroaches and stuff running around. Now, one I, before we finish up and start talking about the death penalty, I want to talk about one of their infamous current prisoners. Ooh, an infamous one, you say. Infamous, yes. <laughs> His name is Vladimir Nikolaev. Nikolaev. I don't know how to say that. Nikolaev. Yeah, there you go. I don't I'm know. Go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. Uh, he is known as the. Oh my God, this is going to be crazy. The Novo Chebaksark Cannibal. Okay. So the cannibal. I'm going to just call him that. <laughs> the, cannibal. the cannibal. I love it. <laughs> or the ogre. That's another name they, that he went by. I feel like I've heard ogre before regarding a um, a serial. Was he a serial killer? Technically, yeah. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So you yeah, you probably did because it wasn't that long ago. I mean, you know, it's within our lifetimes because he's still alive and he's in prison right now. Mm -hmm. Um. So the ogre, the cannibal ogre, Vladimir. He had been on the police radar for about ten years for theft and robbery, but it wasn't until his first kill that he, you know, got a taste for killing. Mm -hmm. Well, yes. Usually it takes a first kill to get a taste for it. but Yeah, you I don't mean, know if you're going to like it otherwise. Yeah, you got to try something first. <laughs> it's always good to try new things. Yeah, oh yeah, he tried new things. This is what happened. He accidentally killed a drinking buddy after a barroom brawl. Accidentally or... Wink, wink, yeah, apparently it was that. Yeah, I think it was accident. I think that like him and his buddy were drinking. Maybe somebody said something to offend the other person. They started throwing fists, and the other, per you know, maybe slipped and hit his head or something. It didn't mm -hmm. seem like an accident because he he was like, uh oh. He carried his friend's body up to his apartment, threw him in the tub, and tried throwing ice on him to wake him up to see if he would wake up. Interesting tactic. Go on. <laughs> it didn't work. The guy oh. was dead. <laughs> yeah. But while he was, he was like, okay, well, um, I'm already in trouble with the police. I cannot, you know, go back to prison. I want to hide this body. So he started dismembering the body in the bathtub. Okay. And on an impulse, I don't know, he might have been still a little drunk. He cut off some of the guy's thigh and decided to try and eat it. I heard, I heard thigh meat's pretty good. <laughs> if you got to eat something, either the cheek or the thigh. Hmm chewy first vladimir boiled it and thought that was gross <laughs> he thought that was gross <laughs> apparently it didn't taste very good when it's okay, boiled okay, okay. <laughs> it's, it's all in the seasoning really yeah you gotta gotta marinate it first you know <laughs> but next vladimir tried roasting some of the the thigh meat and that wasn't too bad i wonder what happens when he does a nice charbroil <laughs> we're gonna have to try it one day i guess <laughs> yes 
Um, he liked it so much that, you know, he basically ate as much as he could of the body, but he also packaged the meat and started giving it to his friends and not telling them what it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Go ahead, try it. Try it. It's, it's really good. What he did, instead of telling them what it, that it was human meat, he said, it's kangaroo meat. <laughs> Where are you getting kangaroo? Are there a lot of kangaroos in Russia? No, that I think that was part of his tactic. It's like, well, they've probably never had kangaroo meat before. So if they bite into it and can tell it's not beef or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, They'll be like, oh, it's just foreign kangaroo meat. That's why I don't recognize the texture. I don't know. That's what he thought. But because his friends were like, oh, okay, that's not bad. And they would, you know, eat it up. He started selling it at the market, too. Oh, how much meat did this guy give off? It didn't go into a lot of detail about all of his kills, but I Mm -hmm. believe he was caught for at least two murders. Okay. So that first guy and probably another guy, but I'm assuming more than that because he had a lot of meat to go around. So I think they could only catch him for two. I don't know. But he started selling human meat at the market for some extra cash to buy vodka, is what he said. (laughs) He needed the vodka money. (laughs) So you do anything for beer money or in his case, vodka money, sure. Exactly. (laughs) So his vodka cash, yeah. And he was still calling it kangaroo. He's like, I've got this imported meat from Australia. It's... It was kind of like black market type stuff because he was like saying, oh, it's illegally imported. And the reason he was caught was because one of the people who bought meat from him thought that the meat tasted a little weird and sent it to a doctor for analysis. Surprise, surprise. It's not kangaroo meat. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) How did he come by kangaroo? Fuck, man. I don't know. It's probably probably some dude. Like, (laughs) crap. It kind of is definitely is yeah exactly <laughs> yes that's how he got caught the police searched his place because they were like well this is where we got the meat from the police searched his place they found more human meat it was being kept on the porch and the reason why is because it's russia cold as fuck the snow was keeping the meat preserved on the porch yeah i do that too sure sure except it's human meat i mean that's the macabre part about it i guess <laughs> yeah yeah okay yeah And he also, they found a pot of roasting meat on the stove. Simmering on a Sunday. How lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday morning coming down. (laughs) So they, that, that was also human meat. Hmm. Well, he joked with the cops after they arrested him. He said, (laughs) he was like, could you take the meat from my porch and prepare it for me as a nice meal when I'm in prison? (laughs) The balls on this guy. I know, right? <laughs> I don't think they uh, they accepted that request. <laughs> no, Vlad. No. No, Yet. no Vladi. Yet, Vlad. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Smack upside the head. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> you think you're Yakov Smirnov? No. Vladi. <laughs> Vladi. That was in 1997. That's when he was convicted of killing and cannibalizing at least two people and was sentenced to death. But as we know, by 1997, they already had banned the death sentence. So he got life in prison at Black Dolphin Prison. And how's he doing? (laughs) He's okay. I mean, he's alive. Well, that's something. He lives in a very small cell, just like the rest of them. So who knows? Who knows? But now we get to the portion where we start just a very brief discussion of life in prison versus the death penalty. 
Okay, so this is what's being debated in Russia now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what they're saying is, okay, so I read up on the prisoners. I read up on, uh, like, interviews with the prisoners that were translated into English and also on reports of people who had family members killed by those that are in Black Dolphin prison. In brief, this is what I learned. The prisoners who are in life sentence for in Black Dolphin prison, they have stated that life in prison, particularly where they're at right now, is worse than a death sentence and they would have rather been killed. Okay, I hate to ask this because it sounds very shitty and I don't mean it to be, but do they ever try to commit suicide? Yes. Yes, they do. Um, and that's another reason, What another one of the reasons, of the many reasons that they have so many security measures in place. Mm-hmm. So it's like every 15 minutes a guard's coming by, there's constant video surveillance on the cells, so they run in and try and stop them. But yeah, definitely a lot of people try to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. So those are the prisoners' standpoints. They're saying basically like, I don't, I would rather have died. I don't want to be alive and living here for the rest of my life. And then talking to the families of the victims, they are also in favor of the death penalty because it's more of a punishment. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the opposite. Families of the victims are in favor of life in prison because Mm -hmm. it's more of a punishment than execution. It's, you know, kind of the same opinion that the prisoners have, just a different look at it. Sure. And I feel like I've heard that before where they're like, yeah, I, if you commit suicide, you're taking the easy way out. You're not taking your punishment. Exactly. They try to stop them from that for that mm-hmm. reason. Like you're not in control of your life anymore for the, yeah, for suicide. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically the argument that's going on right now is they're trying to, (laughs) the prisoners are saying that, which is just, it's just interesting to me because I feel like in our country and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like in our country, it's kind of a different conversation. We're saying it's more humane to not kill people. Mm-hmm. I know our prison systems are a little different than Russian prison systems. They probably, maybe Black Dolphin in particular might be a little worse than some of our prisons. But I mean, I, this this kind of changed my mind a little bit looking at the difference between life in prison versus death penalty. I wonder if you, if they would ever be given the option. Yeah, I wonder if that's what they're hoping for. The prisoners, as much as they can, which isn't very much in Russia in a prison, are trying to lobby to get the death penalty reinstated so that they don't have to be there forever. And I'm like, I, I kind of, now I see it from a different angle. I see it from that angle of like, okay, maybe the death penalty I don't know is it I feel like maybe it is more humane than life in prison life in prison is oh my god I can't imagine how boring it would be just every day all day same scene you're doing the same things you can't leave you can't do anything you can't even control what channel you're watching if you're in black dolphin prison well I wonder if that's even the the point I mean humane versus if you're being bored in prison like I I get that boredom can be tough but also you have to think about uh it may still be a clean prison but prison conditions what about the food you're being given the the type of labor who's overseeing your labor how are prisoners interacting with each other are they hurting each other uh, threatening each other do you constantly live in a state of fear because of the conditions or what's going on around you more than boredom because I'm like, I know, like I said, we, we've all had some form of boredom, even even during uh, 
like being in lockdown quarantine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I was starting off with boredom because I felt like that was the only thing I could really relate to. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't think you could relate to, you know, being in prison and only having one (laughs) channel to watch. No, I'm just kidding. Well, that too. But, you know, I couldn't. Yeah, I can't relate to the, the rest of the prisoner part. But, of course, like, it's true. There's a lot of things in prison that aren't pleasant and they're not supposed to be and you know my brother was a prison guard for a long time Mm -hmm. in montana and he was not in favor of the death penalty i don't i believe he still is not in favor of the death penalty because he thinks it's inhumane so i mean i'm starting to change my mind a little bit like of the people like an ed kemper let's just go with him because he's still alive specifically because we don't have a death penalty for him now he cannot be rehabilitated i'm 100 percent sure of that if he did get let go he'd probably hurt more people maybe not now because he's fucking old but (laughs) (laughs) he is kind of old yeah yeah now yeah now he's too old for that but 20 years ago you know if he had been let out he he may or may not have i'm not really sure about his situation but yeah but there's been people that are like lock me up like there's no fixing me right and he said that a couple times yeah i I do believe you're right he even got let out of uh a mental institution yes thinking he was rehabilitated like people thought he was rehabilitated and he Mm -hmm. was able to trick people into thinking he was right so i mean people like that i'm not saying willy-nilly let's throw the death penalty around but people like that Mm -hmm. i don't know that's uh that's interesting anyway to think about agreed yeah so those are my thoughts on it did you have anything else you'd like to say well as i said earlier like i'm very torn on the death penalty um yeah me too is it is it humane is it inhumane i mean it depends on how you feel about things i mean if they've taken lives why shouldn't that their life be taken but then again it's definitely more of a punishment to live in my opinion because it is yeah in my eyes death is a form of like being released now i don't know where you go or what happens after i don't know if you're reincarnated into a snail or if you come back as a person or if you come back at all Mm -hmm. uh i mean there's so many things to consider who knows what actually happens after death but i agree with you it seems more to be a release whatever happens is going to be different than what's going on right now so Mm -hmm. if you're in prison yeah like the the families of the victims in russia they're saying keep them in black dolphin prison that's where they're getting the most punishment whereas in america we hear a little bit more of like no give them the death penalty i want highest form of punishment for them just just a little shift you know yeah and you know what i i wonder if the victims families or victims themselves depending on how things went if Mm -hmm. they could be the ones to decide on the punishments Mm-hmm. Because let's say you did something enough to warrant the death penalty, and they're like, hey, we recommend the death penalty. What would you like? Because you're the one that's owed a life, essentially. Yeah, like, say, let's say the mother of one of the victims or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What would she say? Would she say, no, don't give him the death penalty? That's the easy way out. Exactly. So I wonder I wonder if that's ever been considered. I know that they allow, like, victim in... Uh, victim impact statements to be given usually around sentencing time or um yeah usually around well sentencing as well as you know conviction um Mm -hmm. but i i wonder if there if anything they say is taken into consideration you mean in russia anywhere i would say in russia probably less so but that's just a feeling i get (laughs) yeah i don't know how much the people's voices are heard in russia i I just don't know 
I'm not as familiar. If, if we're going by what we've heard about the Soviet Union, they probably didn't get any say in it. But nowadays, I don't know. Right. But anyway, yeah, interesting topic interesting prison if you guys ever want to look it up there's a lot of other interesting inmates in there that we might cover one day that are alive and if you ever want to go just do something terribly heinous yeah otherwise i don't think they allow visitors so (laughs) (laughs) actually i was kind of wondering do they allow visitors like of the inmates the life sentencers i believe it it was kind of hard because what i was reading was translated from russian and not translated very well it was kind of broken english wait you don't speak russian you don't read russian i don't I do not. (laughs) That is one thing I do not do. (laughs) One of the many things. But um, it made it sound like the life sentencers cannot have any visitors. They can only talk to their loved ones or families on the phone or send letters to them once in a while. Okay. Um, And then the others, yeah, they get a little bit more visitation rights. So, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. (laughs) All right, governor. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, we're in Russia. (laughs) Yeah. That's okay. Da, darling. Da, da. Back in the USSR. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's our episode today, guys. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check us out on Instagram at Near Death Dolls Podcast. You can tweet us on the Twitter at Near Death Dolls and send us an email at neardeathdolls at gmail.com with your weird personal experience you want us to share. Be sure to put in the subject line listener story or dear dollies and let us know if we can use your name or not or if you want us to shout out your social media. Mm-hmm. And if you like what you heard let us know by leaving a review on Apple Podcast. You can also help us out by taking a screenshot of whatever episode you're listening to and share it on our Instagram or Twitter. It's a simple fast and free way to support us or if you feel like coming over and joining in on the fun you can join our Patreon, the Dark Dolly side, and get some really awesome extras, including our bonus show, Dolls After Dark, where we get awfully naughty sometimes. <laughs> we got pretty naughty today with that one. <laughs> we really did. It was all holiday themed, though, so fun, right? Oh, yeah. Child, child friendly, I would say. <laughs> oh, God, no. Don't let your kids listen to that. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Oh, doll faces. Y'all keep on being awesome. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Ta-ta. So long. Farewell. That's German. I'm just singing the the song from Sound of Music. (laughs) So long. Farewell. Ovidasen. Goodbye. Special thanks to Sam Hears for our art and music. If you'd like to see more from him, check out the links in our show notes. 